everyone. Welcome into this latest edition of the WTOC Sports Podcast. It's been a little while. Heard there was a pandemic happening, so we've taken some time off from the podcast, but now we have live sports, and we are back. Jake Wallace joined with Lindsey Goff and Tim Guidera as we break down the 52nd RBC Heritage happening out at Harbortown Golf Links on Hilton Head Island. Guys, this one's a little different. This is what happens when you play a golf tournament in a pandemic. No fans were planning, playing it in mid-June, but it's happening, and that's got a lot of sports and golf fans very excited. Yeah, you know, it seems like the 51st was five years ago. Uh, there's so much has happened since we were at Harbortown last that, you know, the, the tournament was on, then it was off, then it was back on. Uh, I think it's great just that they were able to have the tournament this year. Uh, it's such a big event for attention to the area. And it really says a lot, of, I think, about the Heritage's status with the PGA Tour, with the players, that it was one of the events that they chose to bring back because a lot of events got canceled. They didn't all get rescheduled. But I think everybody wanted to come back here. And that, that's, I think, a really says a lot about how the tournament is run, the golf course, and, uh, and just a lot of things about the Heritage that people like. Yeah, Lindsay, that's what we've heard from a lot of the players and coming into this week and, and this week in general. And, Lindsay, you and I are on the course. Tim is off the course this week. He'll be joining us for special coverage later this week. But outside of the no fans, really, to me, this has felt like a normal tournament week. Being out here today, you're starting to see more of the CBS cameras get set up. Saw Jim Nance ride by earlier. So it's really starting to feel like a tournament week. But Lindsay, just wanted to get your take on that. It, it, outside of just the no fans, this kind of feels like business as usual. <laughs> well, you say outside of the no fans, but I think the fans make up a big part of this. Um, you know, I've only been to one other one last year, but there were so many people and everybody was decked out and they're tartan and ready to go. People on the island and in the low country in general take so much pride in this event. So without the fans, it's, it's quiet. But you're right, the golfers themselves are approaching it as business as usual. And if you had told me that I would have to cover like laboratory testing at a uh, golf tournament or that I would have my temperature taken by um, cameras <laughs> going into any kind of sporting event last year, I would have said you were crazy and looked at you like you had three heads. But here we are, and uh, that's, that's the reality right now. Yeah, it was. What has it been like out there? Is it is it just been eerie, kind of? Yes. Kind of yes. foreboding. That, yeah. That's the best quiet. word for it. Eerily quiet, strangely quiet, especially for the amount of star power that's that's here. Like you see some of these groups and some of these guys going off to the practice area, and you know that the the galleries would just be you know half a dozen deep for the the kind of players that are here this week. But it is eerily quiet. But the thing I've noticed, and, and I don't know how it exactly was at Colonial during practice rounds last week, the players seem really loose. I don't know if maybe there was a little more tension last week as everyone kind of got used to this new normal. But it seems like from hearing the players and just seeing them on the course, they feel a lot more comfortable being that back. There was a lot of laughing, a lot of joking around. It seemed like kind of they're back in their – at least new normal routine playing and, and feeling a lot more comfortable with all the new guidelines and everything they're having to do. 
everywhere you look, especially around the practice area where there's going to be a ton of them, uh, there's social distancing signs, there's hand sanitizing stations. But it feels like maybe this second week back after the Colonial and getting the results they got last week at Colonial, everyone is maybe not letting their guard down, but a little looser and feeling more comfortable being back. Hmm. They've also all been tested now twice for coronavirus. They have to get tested each week when they come to a new place. So at least they know they're not sick. You know, they got their test results back. They know they're in the clear for that. And they were explaining to me the bubble. The players and their caddies are in a bubble. And basically after they get tested, they only hang out and associate with their people and their bubble and their social distancing. So they're, they're not really around a whole lot of people other than – like I said, the people in the bubble. So I guess you get used to being around each other all the time like that, too. I bet you players probably appreciate that. I mean, you know, yeah. they, they like playing in front of people, but it, it's a burden as well on them. I mean, they're right. being stopped and asked for autographs or selfies. People like us are asking them for interviews. They don't have to deal with any of that this week. I, I know the Heritage Tournament staff was very happy that they were the second week back and not the first because everything that we asked them for a month leading up to this was, we'll tell you after Fort Worth. We don't know. They're the, they're the test dummy, and then we're going to be the, the kind of restart for, you know, for how people are going to watch and enjoy golf. Yeah, one of the things, you mentioned those fans, and, and this is going to be different than Colonial. I spoke with, with Steve Wilmot, the tournament director, on Monday, and he said, you know, we watched the Colonial. We, we were speaking to him up until, you know, Monday morning about things they felt went well, things they felt, uh, you know, they could improve on. And, and Steve told me it's going to be a little different because, Tim, you know this. Lindsay, you saw this watching it. Colonial's a different animal. It, it's contained. I mean, it's a golf course with a fence around it. Harbortown is a golf course in a neighborhood. There's condos everywhere. And so not only is it going to feel a little different, it's going to look a little different. I think there's going to be a different atmosphere. There's going to be people on every back porch. Even out here today, there's guys, you know, running out of their, their back door to yell as Bubba Watson walks down number 10. There's guys on 18 with signs and, and everything else. Steve told me he feels like this is going to be kind of an arena setting this week. You're going to hear people. There's going to be people cheering. It's not going to be tens of thousands as it usually is on 18 on the weekend, but there's going to be some people. And I think that might also help these players kind of get back into their normal rhythm, get back to their comfort level where it does feel a lot more like a PGA tournament. It's going to sound a lot different than last week because I've got to be honest I watched most of last week's coverage and I thought it was pretty boring without people there without reaction to good shots. I was kind of waiting for that the whole week. And then when they got to the two holes where they had the grandstands and you heard a little bit of, of fan reaction that added a little something to it. You'll hear that this week. It won't be, it'll be in the distance. I mean, they still rope the golf course to keep people from walking too close, but People are going to be in their backyards. They're going to be on their patios. They're going to be having parties. They're going to be doing a lot of stuff. The day that will feel very different is Saturday because that's the day at the Heritage that is always kind of the community event. Everybody, Lindsay, you said everybody gets decked out and they come out either in plaid or in their, their paisley, their spring best, and uh, that's not going to happen this year. I wonder, though, 
if that doesn't just kind of move over to the yacht base in the quarter deck, the Liberty Oak area, and there's a big crowd out in that location on Saturday. I was thinking that as well. And I've seen some local restaurants, not even in the Harbor Town area, but just in Hilton Head and um, Beaufort County that are going to have watch parties. So people are still going to be around and watching as a group, as a community, just in a different way this year. Well, guys, they've got one heck of a field to watch. We're now down to 151 players. Three have withdrawn. Cameron Tringali, the last one, a couple hours ago. So we're down to 151 players. But we are it's just an absolutely loaded field. Uh, before three of those with, withdrawals, 114 tour winners in this field. That's the most since the PGA Tour began, began keeping that data 20 years ago, seven of the world top 10 in the field, including the top five. This is the best field the RBC Heritage has ever seen. It's a shame that it, it's happening without fans. But if you're a golf fan, this is going to be one really fun week to watch of golf. And what's interesting about it is there's a lot of guys that don't always play there. So while it's not only going to be great competition for people who know Harbortown, for people who appreciate the heritage, this is going to be a treat because they're going to get to see Brooks Kepka play Harbortown. They're going to see how Rory has evolved since 2009, the last time he played. That's going to be a lot of fun because it is a different golf course. And those top guys, a lot of them are the guys who just bomb it down there and just go find it and hit it again. You can't do that in Harbortown. Man, my dog's got to participate in the conversation. <laughs> Has something to say. <laughs> but, you know, you've got to position yourself around this golf course. We might see a lot fewer drivers from some of those top players, some of those longer players. Uh, we are certainly going to see more strategic play. But that's as much fun to me as just having those guys there, watching them kind of try to figure out Harbortown is going to be fun. Yeah, despite having the, these big names, these big superstar players, and, and, you know, like you mentioned, those guys who it's just bombs away off the tee, it's going to be fun to – I don't want to say the field levels a little bit, but it does. Those guys that maybe going into some weeks don't have as much a chance because they can't hit it 320 every time suddenly have to feel like – hey, man, I've got as good a shot as anybody if I hit my second shot well. If I put my drives where I want to put them, I've got as good a shot as anybody. We've seen that the last few years here where guys who haven't won previously on the tour who are shot makers, so to say, come out and win this tournament. So that's the thing I'm really looking forward to, Tim, like you mentioned, is how are the world's best, these guys who have made their name as the best in the world, going to play this tournament when – Pete Dye made this, this course to be a little tricky, to be not just a go out and hit it. Oh, yeah. We're going to see how they react to that. Absolutely, yeah. You just look at the list of champions, and it's guys who control their golf ball. It's not always a lot. I mean, Davis Love won there five times, and he's a bomber. But I think he will tell you that he never thought that that would be a golf course that he would excel on. Uh, it, the, the history of the Heritage is much more filled with the Nick Prices, the Greg Norman, who, although long – was very direct and, and, and controlled his golf ball well. Uh, you have guys who position the ball and putt and, and get hot with the putter. And if you get hot on those tiny greens, anybody can win. Yeah. So we're going to 
somewhat get out of here. We don't want to take up too much time on this Heritage Week. We'll be talking again this weekend about what we're expecting Saturday and Sunday. But I did want to get some picks out of you guys. Golf is the weirdest sport in the world to pick. We got 150 players in this thing. The last four champions have been first-time PGA Tour winners. But, you know, why not? Let's throw our hat in the ring. Uh, Lindsay, I'll start with you. Who do you got wearing the plaid jacket on Sunday? Wow, ladies first. Um, I'm going to go with the obvious choice. Rory, number one golfer in the world. Self-explanatory. That is my pick. It is generic. That is my pick. <laughs> Nothing wrong with chalk when it works. Well, you know, there's so many good guys there that it's, it's tempting to pick one of them. But I think we all thought, you know, maybe a Rory or Dustin Johnson would play well last week and, and kind of win. But who was it? It was the guy who was kind of coming back in Daniel Berger. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to stay away from the top guys. You know, you've also got the group, Colin Malakau, uh, Sanjay M, who are potentially winners every week. Going to go off the board for maybe a, a pick in this field, but I think he works for Harbor Town because Webb Simpson is a guy from the Carolinas. He's a guy who's had success there. Will you go in that direction? Yeah, you took my pick. <laughs> All right. He's, you know, he's been second, fifth, 11th. He's got a handful of other good finishes. Uh, about five years, his career kind of turned around at Harbortown. He figured something out there and started playing really well. We saw him kind of pile up a lot of good finishes. So, all right, I'm going to steal Webb from you. See if you can, can adjust on the fly or, or, or go with Webb. No, Webb's a great pick. Nine straight top 16 finishes for a, a team RBC guy who loves this course. He's second in scrambling this year, I believe. So that, that's a great pick, and he's not a bad one to steal from me. You know, Bryson is a guy that played really well last week, but I, I don't know if, if, if it's going to go so well this week. He, he only misses the cut uh, on odd years, so, you know, that's not a bad option to go with either oh man how about brandon grace how about a guy who's won here in the past kind of similar in terms of the ability to to make shots and also really playing well lately um he missed the cut last year here but has played well every time and i like him he's he's a little bit like you said tim in that group that he's not the biggest name on the tour but if he's in the top 10, the top five comes Sunday, it shouldn't come as a surprise. If, if you know this course and you've seen him play, I'm going to go Brandon Grace and we'll be all be sure to be wrong on Saturday that's and right. revise it then. So <laughs> well, of course, we Ken, Ken and I were speaking this morning and we said, watch, this is the year, no fans, Brian Harmon wins at home. <laughs> <laughs> he talked about that yesterday about how he's, it might not be so much a detriment and, uh, We'll hear from Brian. Brian, feeling good, you know, played pretty well last week at the Colonial. Um, likes his game right now, so not, not a bad pick either. So we got Rory for Lindsey, Webb from Thieving Tim, and I'll take <laughs> Brandon Grace, and we'll revisit these on Saturday and be sure to give our right picks then. So the 52nd RBC Heritage teeing off tomorrow bright and early, 151 guys in the ultra-strong field. And our coverage is going to continue all week on WTOC with our Around the Green specials as well. Be sure to tune into those every uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night with all three of us. Lindsay, Tim, thanks for the time. We appreciate you guys listening. 
Continue to follow our RBC Heritage coverage all week on the new. See you later.